everybody. Welcome back to the Who's Your Band podcast. I am Jeffrey Paul. I'm joined by Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? I'm wonderful. I have two of my favorite human beings uh, on the show with me today as well. Is that Gino and And Adam Adam Holtz? Adam, the producer, yes. Yes. All right, so before we get started, I just want to talk about something right up at the top of the show. Um, Maybe people saw this on Facebook or not. Um, Yeah. This is what happens to you when you get hit by a car. Okay. Uh, on Thursday, I was walking to get a haircut because I was going to be on the road for the next couple of weeks. And I just wanted to get my hair done. And uh, I'm in the crosswalk and a Cadillac SUV is making the turn and just hits me head on. I mean, I mean, I, like my body goes up in the air. I see my feet uh, and I am next thing I know, I am rolling on the ground and bleeding and face numb. So this is the ramifications of that. This is the bruise you get when you bust your elbow. My okay. God. Yeah. So uh, I think lo- it's the best you've looked personally. Since it I is the best. <laughs> Good one, John. It is the best I've looked personally, and you know, but I am here and happy to do the show, and I'm happy to have this guy finally on the show. Um, if you've if you're a comedian and you go on the road, this is the guy you want to be traveling with. We've had so no, much fun. No, I, I had a I've had a ball with this fucking guy. I love him. Um, he's a comedian. He is the co-host of In Hot Water. We welcome in Gino Biscotte. Gino, how are you, sir? I am great. I'm the host of In Hot Water. As you know, Aaron Berg has left the show, so now I'm just yeah. the host. But let's well let's let's talk about that. What's going on with in hot water? Nothing is going to change other than Aaron won't be there anymore. He wants to uh, he wants to do other things. Uh, so who knows? Maybe now, he's, offend, show, maybe he's offended by your horrible Spike Lee glasses. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> These are the cheaters I found. I'm not wearing my regular glasses. This is what you get. This is what you get. Maybe he is offended by them. I had two for two, Shawnee. We should end this fast. Um, what are they going to say? Oh, but yeah, he's he's been very vague about it, and it, it, I, I say it's like it, it's like COVID. Remember when COVID first like started? We wanted all these answers, and now no one fucking cares. That, that's Aaron's exit now. It's like all right, just fucking leave. No one fucking cares anymore. No one cares. Like now he's been like, given a lot of teases on the show, like stay tuned, like you know. Uh, I'm going to, you know, like he, he's, he's kind of like stringing you along a little bit. I mean, not you, just you personally, I'm talking about the audience as well. Cause I'm, I'm a fan of you guys. And so I, you know, I'm kind of like curious to like what, what the, what the scoop is with him. I mean, is he, he, he told you like, anything? Was he it something you can't reveal? Like a, yeah. He exited like an eighth grade girl, dude. He just kept saying, stay tuned and kept dangling all this stuff to see what the fans would go for while he tried to, all he had to say was, uh, I want a bigger piece of the pie. We're not getting enough viewers. I feel like we hit a ceiling. He never said any of that. And I was very good for, you watch the shows. I was very good for the first three weeks of it. But uh, a lot of people have commented that the last week I just kind of said, all right, fuck it. Let's burn it to the ground. You're done. And we went from there. So, so but moving forward, the show doesn't change. I mean, obviously it changes because what me and Aaron had could never be duplicated, which is why I'm so frustrated he left. But you know, we'll just rotate in comics at the beginning. We'll fucking uh, have the same guests that, you know, we always have where they just hold on for dear life. And it'll be great. Like, it'll be great. 80 grand a year, I'm in. 80 grand a year, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, dude, definitely have you sit in sometime, Sean. You too, Jeffrey. You know, because I just want to have comics sit into bullshit at the beginning. And it's, you know, and then Aaron, only he's got a show podcast over to <clears throat> Gas Digital called Berg's Base, which... uh Absolutely unlistenable, but I don't give a fuck. I can say that now. It's unlistenable. Go listen to it. It's unlistenable. And then he, um, and then so he's also going to start touring with uh, Luis J. Gomez. Luis J. Gomez, because I don't know if you know this. Another reason he had to leave was he said Gino gets on stage and angrily screams "nigger" at people, which I don't, uh, and walks half the crowd. I'm like, well, I want to know the half of the crowd that would stay for that. I'd love to see the half of the crowd that would stay for a comic that does that. And now he's touring with Luis J. Gomez, who uh, says and drops end bombs on and off stage because he's a uh, Mexican, right? What is he? And he thinks he has a past. No, so he's that's Puerto, just he's another Puerto Rican. He's a Puerto Rican rattlesnake. What's that? He's Puerto Rican. He's a Puerto Rican rattlesnake. 
So that was just another reason Aaron got gay for leaving. That was bullshit. So we'll never know why he left, but we know he left. And this is great. What it, else it, you it want is me to say? Because now Daddy can burn into the fucking ground. Well, listen, I don't expect anything less from you. Yeah, I was uh, surprised it lasted this long. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this nigger had to bite his tongue for a while. Anyway, um, so we go from there. Yeah, so, all we'll, we'll, I do wish him well. And like we were golfing this weekend. It was great. We did the comedians of the compound. But I'm just very frustrated that he, he never gave the fans a good answer as to why I was going. You know, what's Anthony's um, take on this? And what, what's his reaction? Anthony doesn't care. You know, Anthony. Anthony, I thought I didn't give a fuck about anything. He owns the network and he does it. He's like, look, whatever he wants to do, whatever he wants to fucking do. So that's his take on it, you know, but. But if you ask me, Aaron just wants to, uh, he sees the, like, look, Aaron gets on stage every night. And I don't know why he didn't just say this, because Aaron gets on stage every night at the stand or or near, like, he's still doing five, six, seven, eight sets a week easy, you know? And if you get on the stand and get, and he'll always get the same reaction at the stand as like Chris Rock or Louis C.K., because the people that are watching Aaron just saw Chris Rock or Louis C.K. But when you get the same responses, then you're like, why am I not selling out theaters? And then you get people like Phoebe Robinson, who's not funny and just got a special because of the game we play with quotas and stuff. And Aaron gets livid. I don't need a lot. I have a three room apartment with a cat, a chronic drinking problem and a love of coffee and an Eames chair. And that's plenty for me. That's why I am uncancelable. I'll say whatever I want. They're going to come after your Eames chair. No, they're not. No, they're not. So that is something a lot of the fans have reached out to me and said they can't wait. Because towards the end, you saw Aaron kind of hedging a lot and not being as edgy. And he, he asked them to take on a shit ton of episodes he did in the past. So hmm. maybe he has a deal somewhere and he just can't talk about it yet. If he had a deal somewhere, we if he said he said, hey, I'm working on a deal somewhere and I can't talk about it. It would be like, all right, then then do whatever you need. You know, you can't even say that. Like, look, he doesn't think he owes the fans anything. I I live with the fans, you know, like I love the fans. And that's why the show was so good, because everything I do, I think is, is to make the show fun. But I know it's a fun show if the fans are having as much fun as I am. So my life's a lot easier, you know. You're usually after a show, you'll hang out at Sullivan's with the fans. They'll, they'll come yeah. out and see you and you give them your time. And, and that's how I think you build a grassroots fan base. And that's how you Huge. become un, uh, uncancelable. But I want to ask you this then, and this will segue into what we were just talking about. Do you think you and your comedy, do you think you're misunderstood? Because you do this bit, which... I love, and when anyone, you know, in comedy circles, it always does come up that you use words and stuff, and you do a bit about words and how you let words offend people, and that's so stupid how people let words offend them. And I know, I think with a lot of audiences, is that they listen but they don't hear what you're saying. They're not, they're not taking in what what, what you're really going for. So, do you yeah. think you're a misunderstood comic? I think, I think I'm. I, I think I would be less misunderstood if I defended myself more, but I don't, I don't like, like people, anyone that believes I say horrible racist things on stage, then I don't need them. I need the people that, and this ties into what you're saying that get what I'm saying. When I say words are like anything else, you could take a hammer, you could take a hammer and build someone a house. You can take that same hammer and kill a homeless person. Highly recommend it. Plenty more where that came from here in New York. It's two totally different uses for a hammer. Same thing with the word. And when people say the N word, and I literally mean N hyphen W-O-R-D, that's giving it power. That's enslaving you to the fucking idiocy of saying that word always is terrible when it's, it's not. In 1940, if you're black, Jeff, and I'm white, and you go to drink out of a water fountain and, and I say, you can't drink out of that. And you say, why? And I say, commonsensically, I say, say, you can't drink out of that water fountain because you're black. I can because I'm white. And now it's 2022 and fucking you can say, like, uh, let's say I'm, I'm doing my rap song and I say, nigger. And you're like, you can't say that. And I say, why? And you say, matter of factly, you can't say it because you're white. I can because I'm black. You're telling me only one of those are racist. No. They're both racist. They're both racist. Okay. And it's insane or neither is racist. And to give these words power. And, and the thing that started one of these rumors was I did a show one time 
uh, at the beach in, in Delaware and the joke I do, and it'll be on my next album. I don't at, need the, to do uh, at the starboard, right? At the starboard. Yeah. And I get a joke and I, I and, and, and again, you said it. I don't just open with the, with the line, Hey, where are my niggers at? I say, that would be I, a great I, opener, by the way. That would, wouldn't it? Oh my God. When are the three of us doing a tour? When are the three of us doing a, <laughs> so well, it's literally what you said, Jeff, when I say you give words power and words are used to fucking, you know, they can use to help or hurt. And the greatest thing you can do in any moment is make someone laugh is be laughing. And when I, when I say the first person ever to say nigger, please was actually Thomas Jefferson. It was the preferences of a Z harmony profile. Now, when I say that, that's a clever joke. That's funny. That's, but if you, and, and I say, you made a choice there. If you laugh, you did the right thing. If you didn't, you gave the, the word power to make you sad. And I can't help you. I can't free you from your enslavement, but you get dumb, lazy people that are like, yeah, just, just screams it on stage. No, no, I don't. And, and I won't back down from it. It's like, why are we letting like, and, and that word can be used in the most hideous, ugly, horrible ways like anything else. And, and, and isn't the Holocaust like an awful thing? And I do jokes about that because you want to fucking help people laugh and, and take away its power, take away the power to fucking make you sick with sorrow. And, and, and you do that like, no, you just do it for shock value. I'm shocked at how stupid you are. I'm shocked at how little value you put on an education. Stop it. Stop See, it. That's I'm, listen, I'm, I'm working with you 14 years. I've never, ever, ever heard you do a Holocaust joke. Yeah, well, we never gamble on basketball together. You've never heard me do a Holocaust. I really thought you were Have going you to ever eat seen his act. Both of you are fucking retarded because that, that was the whole joke. Yeah, I really thought you were going to go with the N word. I was going to say, uh, my latest one is I say, relax, people. Millions of Jews escaped during the Holocaust through the chimney into the atmosphere. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking hysterical <laughs> joke. I mean, you did that joke. You did that at the pediatric cancer fundraiser I had, John, you know, a yeah. couple of years ago, and people still talk about they love it. But this is the thing with you is like you're not hiding anything. You're not you're you're not a racist, you know, no. no but I wanted to read something to you. And I think it kind of like it plays into what you what I think you you go for here. And the quote is by Malcolm X. And he writes that the uh, white liberals offer the white liberals differ from white conservative only in the way that the liberal is more deceitful than the conservative. The liberal is more hypocritical than the conservative. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one that has perfected the art of uh, posing as the Negro's friend and the benefactor. Okay. What he's yeah. saying. So you understand what he's saying there is that the, the white liberal comes as your friend. So you cannot, you could be someone who doesn't say the N word, OK, but yet we'll still not hire uh, a person of color or they won't give someone a person of color uh, opportunity. You'll say a joke, be completely non-racist, but you'll be labeled a racist. Of course. And, of and the, man, the man, the man that says, oh, he says he says hateful things on stage. I can't work with him anymore. Lives in an all white gated community. I live on 104th and 1st in East Harlem. Where, let me tell you, whether you say nigga or nigger with a hard R, you get hit harder than you ever have in your life. I live here and I live and I love where I live, but that's just it. It's like, no, no, let's paint this picture. It's like, I say the N word and I, that, that, no, it's exactly what Malcolm X says. It's like they, they, they act like they're, you can apply it to comedy. I say to kids nowadays, I'm like, I, I say to like young black kids, I'm like, look, you, I said, you're a black I said, you're a straight black male. You barely have any more cachet than me, a straight white male anymore. Because you and, and and they're not doing people like, I'm sorry, I'll say your name because because Phoebe Robinson got, got a special. I think she's great, but she's not funny. She's not funny enough. And they're not doing them favors by doing this equity game and saying, here you go. You know, you know, you know why we're so funny, the three of us? Because we're white, straight males, well over uh, 30, well over 40 in my case. And you know what we had to do to get work and still have to do to get work? Be funny. We we can't show up at a gig and say, like, hey, do you need a transvestite? Hey, do you need, do you need, you know, a, a fat late? No. I'd be willing to do it if, if, if. We, we have to be funny. And that's that's what they don't get with this fucking equity game that they're doing in comedy now, where it's what Malcolm X said. 
They're not doing any of these. And it's not just blacks. It's 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 trans. It's it's women. They're not doing them favors by saying, let's 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 just check a couple boxes on every comedy show. And that'll be comedy because it's not. And that's why this shit like the comedians of the compound, we do these tours. I don't care if we're only selling out like 300 seat places. I'm thrilled for that 300 seat place. You know, I love it. You did yeah, but when I book, when I book a show, though, I will, I will tell you one thing. When I book a show, I will always have a female comic on every single show that I do. And the only reason I do that is because, first of all, I'm one of those people who doesn't believe in, oh, she's a chick comic or he's a dude comic. It's just comedy. If you're making people right. fucking laugh, it's fucking funny. OK, right. but again, if you're doing a three or a four person show, there's going to be some carryover. If you have four guys on a show, you're going to have sure. some guys talking about their dick. You're going to have guys talking about their wife or whatever. So I like to always throw a female into the mix to, to have a different point of view and just to kind of break it up a little bit. And it also makes the females in the audience relate a little more, too. Well, that's a great point. And, and, and thank you. I was not saying that women aren't funny. I know a lot of funny fucking women, and I'm sure you book many of them. You know, like uh, like uh, Lori Kilmartin, Marina Franklin, Jessica Kearson. They are gut busting, laugh out loud, funny fucking bitches. They really are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Gina, what, I want to also bring this up as well. I mean, with the In Hot Water show, and I mean, listen, you you take on an incredible amount of, uh, I guess, it's criticism sometimes. And you know, you know, you're aware of this. You know who the uh, guy Seth Simmons is, and he wrote Seth an article. Simons. And he called you and Aaron out for uh, black guy of the day, uh, ISIS faggot, rape of the day. Um, what kind of backlash, uh, if any, did you receive over that over an article like that? Unfortunately, none. And I want this is another thing. I want the backlash. I, you know where the character ISIS faggot came from? Do you know where it came from? It came from the Pulse nightclub shooting. Now, let me explain why we called him ISIS faggot, okay? Because organized religion ruins fucking everything, okay? And organized religion is what will tell you it's a sin to be gay, even though God made you. It's a sin to be gay. So what happens when you're a Muslim and you think it's a sin to be gay? You learn to hate yourself. And then to prove a point, you take out a bunch of fags and kill yourself and do it in the name of Allah. So you, so how do you want to be remembered? Not as someone called ISIS faggot. So that is why we would call him that. So we could bring him back from the dead and make him answer for it. Now, do you think we put that much thought into it? We do. But we don't rub that in your face. We want clever people to get that. DeAndre Harambe, when Aaron would dress like a gorilla, I'm sorry, but that was to give a gorilla a voice who got executed because people don't know the word parent is a verb and let their child wander into a fucking monkey cage. And when Arambe held the kid up and thought he was checking his 23andMe sample, they had to fucking shoot him. So we brought him back from the dead to give him a voice. People were like, no, no, you just wanted to make fun of black. You don't get it at all. And if people don't get it again, we don't that we don't want you. You can you can fucking attack us, but can't cancel us. Because we'll tell you why we did it, and, if, and we're behind a paywall. And if you want to come watch, don't come watch. If you want to sit there and live in fear and run to your black neighbors who you have none of and say, look at me, I hate that Harambe guy, uh, I don't care. I don't care. Who are you? What are you trying to prove? And to, who are you trying to prove it to? You know? I think one of the things, too, is that people who get uh, – What's the word I'm thinking of? So if someone's coming after you, like like if you're making a comment and stuff like that, I think it's, a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't think that the person is going to rebut them back. I think that they feel they can say whatever they want about you or whoever who's making a controversial comment. And they think that they're going to be able to just blurt it out and that you're going to be like, oh, my God, somebody paid attention. I'm going to let this fucking go away. No. You're not. Like, no. that's one of the things you're not. I had someone I mean, this was one of the most stupid fucking things I ever had in my life. My cousin, who is a wrestler, put one of those stupid Facebook things on and says, describe me in one letter. Like, you know, you ever see those things. And it was like, here's my letter. The letter is F. Describe me in one letter. And I said rhymes with maggot. <laughs> right. So that was and he's laughing his balls off. He thinks it's hysterical. Some fucking piece of shit from Rhode Island, who I don't know, not on my friends list, starts attacking me. Sure. And, he's, and he starts going in, in my inbox and he's saying things like, I went through your whole comedy schedule. I'm researching who the bookers are. I'm going to start telling everybody that you're a racist piece of shit, that you're a homophobe, all this blah, 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 blah. And my cousin got hurt by it. Like he was offended by it because this, again, like a comic, 
this guy's out there grinding every fucking weekend, putting his body on the line. And he right. didn't want his name attached to something like that. But I kept going back at the fucking guy. Right. And I, so what yeah. do I do? I go on his fucking Facebook page. And what do I find? Oh, I tried out to be a wrestler. Wow. This really fucking hurts. Wow. Here's an open mic at Twin Rivers Casino in fucking Rhode Island. fucking six years ago. Wow. Did I bomb? So you have a fucking person who could not be a wrestler, could not be a comic, who's bitter and angry and yeah. was ju- waiting at the fucking chance to jump on something. These are the yeah. kind of people that need to be fucking executed. Well, the other thing is, and I say this like they, they like it's it's falling. It's falling on its face more and more. Like, remember, they tried to cancel Rogan. That lasted a solid 10 minutes. Right. But the people that try and cancel comedians more than anything, they don't realize comedy is art. Comedy is art. And when you make a painting, you can write a book about the Holocaust and it makes you sick to read, but you read it and it's art. You can make a painting about a tragedy. Fucking you can look at it and be like, I always think of Picasso's Guernica, which is the bombing of the city of Guernica. And and you look at it, you're like, oh, my God. And that's art, even though it's terrible. But if you make a joke about something terrible and I would say, again, what I said earlier, do the best thing you can possibly do. Take its power because we know sickness Fucking we, we know when we're unhappy, that's that's not healthy. Laughter heals you. You take fucking something that can make you sick and you laugh in its face. You find a way to disarm the sorrow it brings. That's beyond artistic. We're fucking gods, us three. And people want to cancel us. Suck a dick. Well, not your cousin, the wrestler, but anyone else. can. <laughs> But you know what it was too? Like I even talk about like how words should not ever fucking hurt you, no matter what they come that, out. That's the that's the point of Gino's bit. Yeah, no, I understand. But I even say it on stage too. Like words should never fucking hurt you. Like I look at me. I'm like I'm six three. I'm three hundred and fifty pounds. I could hurt you. Yeah, my words are not going to hurt you. And I'll always pick out like a woman in the front. Like I'll say, how many kids do you have? And she'll say like, five or six. And I'll say that's fucking pain. Like that is pain when you pushed a fucking human being out of your body. So I make a yeah. joke out of it. And I go, you have something this big that's coming out of something. Hopefully not this big, <laughs> you know, and they laugh about it. And then once I, once I drop that, the whole show is mine. Yeah. I don't, I'm not losing them at that point. Yeah. And that's, that's what drives me nuts about the people saying I walk people from a room and it's done. It's like, no, no. Like you're not you're not even making sense. You're not thinking it through because that's the perfect way to put it. It's like it's like the dark comedy is like a loaded gun. And if you give someone a loaded gun that doesn't know how to use it, someone's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But if you put, fucking put it in a skilled marksman's hand, someone who has 30 years of fucking reps with it, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fucking fun to watch. There was one black guy in my audience last night, just one, because I was in the middle of South Jersey. And I asked him what his name was. And I swore to God, he said his name was Toby. (laughs) But it was Tony. I I heard Toby. And when I said it, he's like, what is this, Roots, motherfucker? And he was like getting all heated. And I was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean, you know, I had to bring it back. Because, again, that could have been a little fucked up. Yeah, but, you know, we spun it around real quick. Yeah, but I, called that's, Clint, I called him Clinton Kinte after that, but <laughs> otherwise, you know. <laughs> but that's what's going on. Like, I, I will say this about, uh, like, I'm having more fun on stage, like, since COVID, like, since coming back from COVID, you know, after we, we lost all that time. I, I mean, I didn't lose as much because, you know, we kept doing it, secret shows and stuff. But I'm having more fun on stage now than I ever have in my career. And that's saying something. And I, I think a big part of that is, because my life has become even more seamless. Like when I'm behind the microphone at the desk on in hot water, like, you know, I'm spinning all the plates. I'm just making it, you know, making everyone laugh, just setting up people to fucking be funny, you know, like, and that's all I want to do on stage. Now is like, make sure everyone's having a good time, you know, and and it works. It translates. It's, I did a show a couple, like two weeks ago at uh, this club in New York. And it's like, Three different people said fuck you to me on stage, but they didn't say it like they were offended. They said it like we say it to each other. Like I called some, I thought when you did the Toby thing, because I called some guy an illegal immigrant, he goes, fuck you, I'm from Queens. It was fucking great. I did the joke about Picasso's Guernica, and there's a cute little blonde in the front row. And I said, I said the Guernica, I'm like, eighth grade's coming up. You'll learn about it, little lady. And she goes, fuck you, I know who Picasso is. That was funnier than anything I've said in the past. The crowd loved it. And that's where I am with them. They're just, we're all hanging out. And I love that I've gotten to that point, you know? 
You, you'd you be surprised when people come back at you when you're on stage. And I, again, a couple of weeks ago, I, there was like somebody married 56 years. And I said, what is your, you know, how do you define, like, what is your healthiness? What, what do you, what do you feel is the reason why you're so in love, you know, 56 years later? And the woman goes, I still suck his dick. <laughs> so you have a 70, a 79 year old woman. And I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, what the fuck you come back with? Nothing I say is going to be funnier than this fucking 79 year old lady who's admitting that she's taking loads in the mouth still. How old was he? They were like, they were almost 80. And, they were almost, and, he's, and he's still shooting loads. Apparently. Well, you do. I, uh, Somebody's got to do it. I am not 80. <laughs> well, they had Gino's back. Gino, one thing, let's. Let's keep with this th- same theme here. Um, is it hard for you or anyone who's a conservative comic, especially in New York City? I don't and think where it's are you getting hard. up? What's that? And and then if it is, where are you getting up? Well, it's funny you say that. It's it's not even the conservative. It's it's this COVID thing. It's this. It's so many things. But but it's not. It's it's hard for any comic whether they're conservative, Republican, if, or anything in between, if they don't know who they are now more than ever, you have to, I don't think like, I'm not expecting an 18 year old to have a voice or a 23 year old to fucking know who they are yet. But if you don't know who you are and where you stand on things, you're, you're just going to keep flailing away. You're going to quit the greatest podcast you've ever done six seasons in. Cause you don't realize it's the one unique thing you do. And I, like I'll say this, the places I've been getting up lately, like if I do two or three spots a week, I'm exhausted because I know how to like I know my new stuff. I know how to work that in and I can do a 45 minute uh, set now on the road and I can do my act and work in new stuff. I know what works. I know what doesn't. And not only that, it's like I was mad at first when COVID hit and they came up with all these vax rules and stuff. And it's like the hangs of the club died out. But let me tell you something. I realized this. I don't, I'm not mad at those clubs. I don't do those clubs. If you told me two years ago, all the clubs you work to get into, you won't be doing in 2022. I'd be like, fuck you. I won't. But why am I doing those clubs now? Why Sean? So I can get seen and get on Fallon. So they'll see my set and put me on fucking, uh, I almost said Conan, God forgive me. He was great on fucking Colbert. No. So why should I even get in the way of kids that can still play that game? You can have stage time at the stand. Now you can take all the New York comedy club spots with your fucking vaccine. That's going to give you blood. You can do all that. I don't need it. I can get up at LOL. I can get up at this bar, three monkeys. I I can get up and work on new stuff and, and, and go from there. And I know how lucky I am to do that. So I don't worry about, you know, conservative, Fucking, I don't worry about any of that because I get to fucking speak my mind five days a week on compound media, you know, and I get to fucking tell the jokes that I want to say. And I have, I've reached the point where I would love for someone to call me out on a joke where I use the word nigger. I would love for someone to call me out on an episode where we had ISIS faggot. I would love that because we will have a nice, intelligent talk, but people don't want to have nice, intelligent talks. They want to arrogantly look at you like you're dumber than them. And a lot of people in comedy do that as well. A lot. Listen, I I, I will tell you about a conversation I had. I'm not going to say who the people were, but it was somebody very close to me and his girlfriend. And we were ultra, ultra, ultra left wing, ultra left wing, like would eat Hillary's box in fucking Herald Square. Just one of those people, you know, and (laughs) talking about Trump and saying how I don't know one person who voted for fucking Donald Trump. And I looked her right in the eye and I said, I did. And she looked at me and she goes, how the hell can you do that? And I'm like, well, here's the thing. I am a free thinker. And she goes, no, you, you follow everything he says. I go, absolutely not. He said so many horrific things, but he also did so many amazing things. Let me stop you there for a second. What were the horrific things that he said? People like to talk about that. Well, that's the thing. When they they talk about say things about systemic racism, but they can't give you an example. So I I don't like to really let people kind of get away with that. So I I don't. So what what was a a horrific thing that Trump said? This is what she was talking about: is the fact that um, you know they were trying to uh, ban abortion. 
And he wants to take away women's rights. And I go, okay, explain how. And blah, blah, blah. She goes, so, so you think that I don't have the right to choose for my body? And I said, no, this is what I'm trying to explain to you. I'm a free thinker. Okay. The reason why I voted for him is look behind you. Okay. Do you know where I am right now? I'm in my first fucking house. Okay. I'm 45 years old. I just bought my first fucking house. And the reason why I did that is because I made so much fucking money on my 401k in the four fucking years that Trump was in office. I was able to put a fucking down payment on this thing. Okay. Yeah. So financially, that's why I voted for him. And so she goes to me, you think it's okay for him to take away my rights? I go, no, here's the thing. I believe 100%. I got, I voted. I'll tell you right now. I voted for Obama twice. Now I voted for Trump right after him. Okay. Yeah. And I said to her, um, I believe you have every single right. If you got knocked up by this person who I love, okay, if you got knocked up, you have every single right to walk into that abortion clinic and take care of what you need to do with your body. And she goes, but how do you think that way? Because he doesn't think that way. I go, I'm not brainwashed. I think for myself, I said, now on the flip side, as you're walking into that abortion clinic, I believe you have the right to have a 45 strapped to your fucking hip. Oh yeah. You should have also said, uh, I believe you should have paid attention in history class in school, you dumb cunt, because we are the United States of America and he cannot make abortion illegal in right. every fucking state. OK, right. exactly. And that's what goes on. And they're like, they, 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 they arrogantly look at you and they're like, you're stupid. That's why I can't even argue with them. I had a guy on the other day. He's he's a fucking he's so funny. I didn't realize how liberal he was. I thought he was sane. He's like, oh, even when Trump did good stuff, he did it for the wrong reasons. What? Even when he freed all those people, he did it because Kim Kardashian told him to. So that this is all you have left at this point. This is all you have. They cannot. They cannot sit there and defend Biden without saying, oh, but Trump. And I don't even know why we're talking about this because we'll go to a blue in the face. And this is what happens. We sit in rooms fucking screaming at people that think like us while other people that are on the complete opposite side do the same thing. And they think we're insane. So what yeah. are you going to do? I, I, know, I have conversations all the time um, with my conservative friends, with my liberal friends. And, you know, again, I'm very down the middle. And they say, did you vote for Biden? I go, absolutely not. And they said, why? And I said, I, I just don't believe that he's mentally competent to run the country. Oh, the cat's still alive. That's good. <laughs> if anything happens to that cat, I'm done. I oh, like that. Do you, know you, you ever call my wife? Biden's Don't insane. Be. I want you. I want his wife. His wife should go to hell for what she's putting him through. His That's wife. my point. That's my yeah, fucking point. My point is that I don't. I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely do not hate this man. Who's I okay? don't. Joe Biden. I don't genuinely don't. hate this man. I'll tell you why I don't hate him. I'll tell you why I don't hate him. Number one, no matter what side of the fence you're on, he has given 49 years of his life into public service. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Let, I, I got I to cut you off again. I'm sorry. You always okay? cut me off, you prick. Okay. <laughs> okay. But this is why I got to cut you off. Yeah, he gave four. Okay, he fucking profited off of those 45 years. I understand, Sophie, but you let me fucking talk about man it. off of it. Again, let me explain. No matter what, Okay, do you know many people in their professions who have given 49 years of their life to their profession? Yeah, there, 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 there's plenty of people who do shit like that. But you it know what? He, I'm not talking he, about how he's got, he, he, got, he, he got he got rich financially. He got rich with power. He's got influence. Okay, and he hasn't used it for the good of the people. Well, again, when, when he I'm ran, saying, what was his issue? What was the thing that he was like saying? This is the thing I did. This is the thing I accomplished. He had over 30 years in the Senate and did nothing. You're right. Nothing. You're 100 percent correct. Passed. It doesn't make a difference. What I'm trying to say is that the man still gave 49 years of his life to a country. Now, again, whether he was right, wrong, did anything good, whatever, I still think that that is something to be, you know, to be talked about. And he loses his wife and fucking and two kids on top of it. Now, that's a killed. He's a piece of shit. He fucks. <laughs> his wife is his baby was the babysitter. Now, he probably was fucking the nanny and said, let's get rid of these fucking people. He's I, a don't, piece of shit. I, I don't I don't personally hate the guy. I just don't want him running the country that I live in. He doesn't, but I think we all I know agree he doesn't. That. I know we he doesn't. There, yeah. Yes, hundred percent. He was he was the Trojan horse. One thousand percent, because there was nobody on there could no. beat Trump. 
There was no, no in twenty in twenty twenty. You couldn't have Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders, you know, corporations weren't going to accept it. You right. weren't going to have Elizabeth Warren. She was she was just out of her mind. Also with taxes, he would he had the name recognition. He yep. was 1, he was the Trojan horse. He was the vessel, and he was controllable. Okay, that's why he he. Uh, You're one hundred percent correct. The only he, person he, who he had a run in two thousand sixteen because he knew he wouldn't be able to win. The only person who had a fighting chance on that podium against him was Pete Buttigieg, because he, he would speak. Have, he would, I but Trump would have murdered him. Trump would have absolutely murdered him, and they knew that, and they knew that ahead of time. I think you. I think you still, Gina. You also took a lot of flack over the vaccine, um, yeah. but the thing yeah, is, and I was you, right about you, everything. I was yeah, right about listen, all of it. Listen, you never back down. And that's why I admire about you and that whole compound crew. You're stuck to your beliefs. You, you, you know, you, you, you were real about it. And, you know, you guys like you, you, you took the heat again. Was there any repercussions, anything that, you know, that, that, you know, you like, Oh, I've lost a lot of work and a lot of fans and I've gotten, and I've gotten in trouble on just about every social media platform. You can't tag me on Instagram now. If you try and tag Gina Visconti, it says you can't tag Gina. He's he's violated too many content rules. But I I said this. I never doubted the government in my life for the first 51 years of my life. But when Donald Trump said this is when it all began, because when this first started, I was in New York fucking. And I I remember them saying 95 percent of people are going to get COVID at some point in their lives. And they made it seem like people were dying 500. I'm like, I'm going to die. I was sure. I was never, let me rephrase, I was never more terrified that I was going to die, okay? Because they had me convinced. And then when Donald Trump said uh, this hydroxychloroquine works and they said, no, that kills people, I knew they were lying. That was the, that was the come to Jesus moment where I'm like, oh my God. Because I used to date a girl 20 some years ago in Delaware who has lupus. Lupus is the most autoimmune of autoimmune diseases, okay? She was always frail. It is 27 years later, and she's fucking traveling the world with her 18-year-old son. Do you know what they give you when they find out you've had lupus, especially your whole life like her? You know what they prescribe, guys? They prescribe hydroxychloroquine. You know how often you have to take it? Every single day. Do you know how long you have to take it? For the rest rest of your life. But they wanted you to believe that if someone like me or either of you or even some fucking morbidly takes fucking hydroxychloroquine for two weeks, they'll die. And that was a lie. And then you had to realize that they said, follow the science. And I realized it couldn't be followed. And the stuff I read that was common sense made sense. And it was, well, vitamin D doesn't work. Then why are fucking uh, fat people dying? Because vitamin D is a fat soluble vitamin. And if you're a fat fuck like most of this country, then you need 10 times as much vitamin D for it to fucking dissolve into your system. Well, then why are people of color dying? Because if you were born and raised on the equator and every day you woke up in the fucking desert, tropical fucking sun, your body doesn't make as much melanin to make vitamin D. And when you move to fucking Queens or even South Carolina, you're not making vitamin D as much because it's in your genetics. They didn't tell you any of this. And the most important thing that drove me nuts was I said, they want to isolate when they were the last to open up comedy clubs. I said, do you understand? Laughter reduces stress, releases endorphins, physically heals you. And here's something I read a couple weeks ago. I lost your, my mind and you guys will get it too. It increases group dynamic. They wanted to isolate us and make us afraid. You ever get on an elevator with complete strangers and just start laughing? It, that's, that's, that's what laughter does. They fucking tried to make it impossible to laugh and they wanted us to be afraid. And it just became so obvious that you can't make a vaccine in three over three years. You can't, you can't. And, and, and the people that, and this is what I said, the people with, uh, with COVID, they're just sore losers. They're sore losers that fucking now they're like, that's an Aaron fucking wound up in the ER with, with fucking, I don't know. They thought he was having a stroke. He didn't thank Christ, but he got the J and J vaccine or as we like to call it, Mr. Blood clot. So, I don't understand. What was he in the hospital for? He, he fucking, he had an elevated, they thought he had a, uh, was having a heart attack or a stroke. He had a really elevated heartbeat. They checked him for a brain bleed. Just, you know, but this was, and, and that's, an, he's like, now he has a health scare. I don't know. I don't know. But all of these things that fucking, like the, the, the COVID thing's worse than anything else because I, I you can't convince me otherwise. People are mad because I just won't back down. And I just keep saying, 
Sleep with a better publicist. I ever and, and Omicron was the best thing in the world. When How I did those t-shirts sell, by the way? What's that? That, 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 that was something you guys also were, were pushing in uh, 2020, 2021. Um, COVID is uh, is the flu with a better publicist. I can send you guys some if you want. <laughs> yeah, and I sent them to fans. And then comics like uh, Dino. By the way, Magano. I did try to get one of the shirts, but you guys were sold out. Yeah, we sold out. They went fast. Fucking, and th- th- these were popping up all over the world. Like, I, well, I saw a guy in Australia put this on his Instagram. Um, what was I going to say? And then you get these other people who are just, look, I said it before. If you want to create the perfect pandemic, this is what you do. And I'm not trying to conspiracy theory you. But first of all, you create a disease that takes out the burdens to society, the fat, the elderly, the people with pre-existing conditions, the you people that- You about both the hosts of this show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are good. You take out the people that contribute nothing to society, step one. Step two, you use numbers to confuse stupid people, which we have so many generations of. Like, I was talking to Garrett one time on the show, and I'm, and, uh, I'm it's like uh, 53, What's, what are my chances of dying of COVID? He goes, 1.5% if you get it. I said, no, no, my chances of surviving it are 99.9% because of the 1.5% in my age range that died of COVID, 99% of them were old. Well, well, well they weren't old. They were, they were morbidly obese. They had pre-existing conditions. They, they fucking were dying of something else. And then dumb people were like, we better get this vaccine. And that's step three, because you can't convince me what's going on with these vaccines. They're saying, obviously, they're, they're saying how many people died and it's, it's fucking more than should have died. And they're saying these mRNA vaccines accelerate every sickness. So they're speeding the fucking exit interview process. Like if you have this, they're like, they're like, oh my God, does this guy have cancer? Let's amp this up. Next, next. And I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm just saying, ask yourself if that makes a lot of sense. Because well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, with- I'm gonna tell you my experience with it. I mean, and so you know my situation here. Uh, when my wife had breast cancer, you know, they wanted to put her in a clinical trial, right? So I was very leery about that. I didn't want to do that. Um, she was like, no, I want to do this. You know, when my mom had it, she did it and it was fine. If it's going to help other people, I believe that. I have a good friend who is a scientist who is a director at Columbia University. And I text him right away and I go, listen, I'm in an oncologist's office and they want her to do this study. Okay. What do you know about it? Do you know anything about it? And he texts me back right away with an LOL. And I go, nothing funny about this. What is wrong? He yeah. goes, look at, look at the bottom of the study. There's his fucking name. He wrote the study. Oh, my God. So That's I'm like, incredible. I'm like, okay, so this is obviously safe. You're doing it. He goes, sign her up immediately. And we did. Now it's six years later. There's no cancer. So yeah. he's, he's the first person that I knew who got the vaccination. Right. But again, ultra liberal. Yeah. Uber well, liberal. But, but I but trust this, his opinion because he is a medical professional and he's a scientist. So when he was telling me facts about the vaccination, how the, the backbones of it have been around for 2001 and it's just adding on to the vaccination. I'm saying to myself, you know what? This is not a dumb person. This is an intelligent person who's gone to school for many years, who I trust dearly and I love dearly, who would never put me in harm's way. OK, so I said, you know what? Given her situation that she's compromised, I'm getting the vaccination. I got the two shots. And then, oh, I, yeah. get, See, and then I get and then I get the booster. And then I get COVID. Oh yeah. But but that's like and, and hopefully that people understand. Like, and I say this on my act, it's not about vax versus unvax or Republican versus Democrat. It's about a country that wants us to think we hate each other. And you know I don't care if you're vaccinated. That's right. your choice. And when did it and, and when the president, who we all love, gets on, on uh, behind a podium and says, well, you think it's about your freedom? Yeah, it is about our freedom. And the bottom line is like saying people that are I say it my act, it's a joke, but it's true. It's like they, they say if you're unvaxxed, you're anti-vax. No, saying I'm unvaxxed, saying I'm anti-vax because I'm unvaccinated is like saying I'm anti-Semitic because I'm not Jewish. I'm, I'm anti-Semitic because those people are filthy. But they twist words to fucking make people try and hate each other. And we don't know. And I say that about comedy clubs. Like, think about it. I said it last time. I'm like, when you walked in, did anyone, did, did you ask the person next to you, are you vaccinated? Did that person say to you, oh, I am, you better be, t-. no one cares about any of this shit. And they think we do, but that's what we all agree on. It's like, get the vaccine, don't get it, but don't tell us we have to. Right. Don't, I, hold I, on, I, 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 do you understand what they're trying to do to you? 
They're trying, they're trying, when I say that you, I'm talking about the about the nation in in general. They're trying to change the narrative. They're trying to change the dialogue because where's the great divide? They tried to do it with you know with with the with the George Floyd uh, riots and make it black white. They're trying to do it with uh, conservative and uh, liberal. They're trying to do it with vax non vax. The real divide in this country has to do with the haves and have nots. Okay, when when people like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. Uh, uh, Mitch McConnell have been on in 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 government for years and have access to insider trading and are not called out on it. And there's no dialogue about it in in the Senate. Okay, and they don't want you to ever bring it up or talk about it. And then when you have the media who are in on this because nobody wants because they want to be able to to have their exclusivity. Okay, when you have when you have that going on, that's where this all comes in. And like you said earlier. There, we have people who are stupid and we have and we have, have people who don't listen. They don't yeah. listen. Well, my mother was a teacher, God bless her, for 30 years, 40 years. And she said, whenever schools get money, kids, they give it to the stupid kids. And now we have three generations of people that were taught to not ask questions, to to think they, they're doing well when they get a star for they get rewarded for just going along. So they say, oh, yeah, mass saves lives. I, I listen to a doctor. I follow the science. You didn't read the study. You don't know. Well, you, you, your, your mother was a teacher. She'll tell you this. The one thing you, if you got to teach your students is critical thinking and not regurgitating yeah. information. And if you can't critical think which most people can't do anymore okay then what you have is a bunch of followers and and cult members yeah who who sit there and say follow the science and just don't don't have an ounce of fucking the science that can be followed you ever go to the cdc page and try and read a study it's i i it's all the shit you read that that just makes comments we are we are beings that have existed millions of years and suddenly they're like now, nah, you know it's better. They want you to reinvent how 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 immunity works. Well, no, nope, you have to get vaccinated. No, if you get it, you no nope, no. Nope. And then they they tell people, well, if you get if you get COVID and get vaccinated, then you'll get super immunity. No, you won't. No, you won't. That's not even a thing. They just fucking know that Omicron came out, and Bill Gates even said, unfortunately, Omicron's just like the vaccine. It is. It's all the fucking antibodies with half the sickness. I got it That's over right. Christmas. It was fucking great. It was great. I'll tell you the same thing. I started feeling sick on a Wednesday. By Thursday, I felt like I got hit by a truck. By Friday, I started feeling better. And Saturday, I was ready to go back to work. Yeah, I fucking, I I had a scratchy throat on a Monday. I was so achy, I couldn't sleep. I've never had body aches like that in my life. I couldn't sleep. Even that night at Valley Valley Forge, though? You didn't sleep great that night either. I didn't sleep that great night. I think I I was in a coma. But uh, but three for the next three days, I had no voice, and when I was coughing, it was like razors. But aside from that, I felt fine, you know. But you know something's going on. You're like you're like all right. Well, I gotta get through. It's the the human body is amazing, and 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 people just they didn't. It's like don't get healthy, stay inside, drink more. Fuck, I didn't drink. During COVID, I, you probably know this, for eight straight months, didn't touch a drop. Didn't touch a drop. And not to prove a point, just because I love drinking. We've all drank together. I will say this, look at my face. You are two of my favorite people to drink with. I love drinking with each of you because it's fun. But yeah. when you, when, but imagine when they say, well, uh, here's the lockdown. Uh, so, uh, so you can't, we couldn't have people in the studio to drink with. The bar across the street was closed, Sullivan, so we couldn't drink there. Yeah, but why don't you just drink alone in your apartment in a Zoom meeting? Because I'm not an alcoholic. Do you understand? <laughs> I'm not. I want to drink. You are. You're a drunk. It's very different. That, that, wait a minute. But yes. And, and that's why I'd like, they're like, what do you, and, and I would, people would say to me, hey, congrats, I heard you quit drinking. And it was like stolen valor. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I did not do what you did. Do not give me that much credit. I will drink <laughs> again someday. As God is my witness. <laughs> so we got to ask you this, Gino. You like music? Yeah, yeah. Like what? Like, so so you're, you're this unapologetic, you know, guy who sticks to his convictions. Why are you a fan of chick music? When I used to write, like uh, I wrote for a magazine, I wrote a blog and stuff. Like I, when I'm driving, like I listen to like, I have Sirius XM. I'm all lithium. I'm all like, uh, you know, the nineties and eighties shit. I am like, I love Nirvana. I love fucking Soundgarden. But when I, like the late nineties, when I started doing a lot of writing, I couldn't write to it, you know? And I started listening. Actually, 
I broke up with a chicken and we, I had one of her CDs. I'll never forget. It was Jonathan Brooke. And I loved her lyrics. And as a writer, I really got into the lyrics of a lot of these fucking chick singers. And obviously they're chicks, so they're hot. And I love their voices. And some of their words are just, just so like brilliant. Like Jonathan Brooke has a line where she says, uh, what is it? I'm leaving because I love you. I'm leaving because I don't. And I'm hoping that you'll follow. And I'm praying that you won't let me go. And she says, let me go. So you're not sure, sure if she's saying, I'm praying that you won't let me go. Or I'm praying that you won't follow. Let me go. And it's just like, a, like as comedians, we're writers and yeah. you want fucking to be a better writer. And, and, and the chick music, the writing is just show crow's writing is incredible. Beth Orton, this new chick, uh, not new, but Casey Musgraves. Oh, her writing's fucking great. He's got so, a voice like a young Dolly Parton. <laughs> I do. I love Casey Musgraves. He's amazing. And, and, you know, and don't get me wrong. Most of these chick singers would spit in my face, given my views. If you, um, pay, you, them, know, if like, you pay them enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's more than you think. But like, yeah, like, like Jonathan Brooks, she's this chick singer. I love her. She's sitting there during the lockdown, uh, like playing music with a, with a Black Lives Matter and a Ruth Bader Ginsburg statue. And I'm just like, you're ruining this for me, honey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and Casey Musgraves hates Trump. It's like, Ah, but your music is so pretty. <laughs> right. You know what? I lost so much respect for you in that last three minutes. Okay. <laughs> you know what? No, fucking Cheryl I side with Gino. Really? I side with Gino 100%. Uh, because it, here's then, the then thing, the two, Jeff. Then the two of you should be. Oh, Jeff, God. there is more to music than fucking Air Supply and Iron Maiden. There's a whole Fuck. other fucking world. There's a no. whole other world. This is, this is what's great about Maiden. Not one ballad. Not one slow, no, 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 Adia, no, not every one rose chick has at a, a concert thorn. either. None of that. No, no, no. Oh man, that, that that's that's brutal, Gino. That's brutal. No, it's not, I, that's, I agree that's, with that's, him. You gotta be diverse. That's the stuff I listen to. It's it it is very relaxing to me. I like I like to sit there with a cigar or black coffee, just you know, have myself a real good cry and finger myself there, Jeff. Yeah, I could I could just see your legs up in the stirrups, okay, with, with, with smelly fingers, okay, looking to be Jesus Christ. That is that that is really a. I mean, I know what I'd rather get hit by the car again than than actually have to go through that that that, that scenario in my head. Listen, Gino, all, all the only opinion that matters on this show is mine, not fucking Jeffrey Berg's. Okay, <laughs> Jeffrey Berg. Listen, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of both of you guys. I, I I love you. I love uh, Aaron. I think both of you guys are hysterically funny dudes. Um, but uh, you know, Gina, you you always have like that little special spot because you know you're such a passionate uh, sports fan as well. Uh, how did Gino's picks go this year? They get funnier and funnier every year. But I literally, dude, I'll tell you this: I was about 500 again. Which when people want to bust my balls. Like they're always like, oh, you want to make money? Pick the opposite of Gino. And I'm always like, no, no, I wish that were true because I am like the first year I ever did it. I think I told this story. I, it was beginner's luck. I was picking four games a week, three Sunday, one Monday. It was four Thursday night games. I've been doing it 14 seasons now. I was 68% against the spread, which is unheard of. Okay. So the next season I'm like, well, I want to start making money. So I started betting my picks. What did I do that year, Jeff? How did I do that either. year? 39%. That's Ooh. how bad it was. But, but I've said, I, I've said this for, I'd rather be 39%, obviously 68%. But if I'm 39% against the spread and I'm doing my same dick jokes every week and people are like, I'm fading you every game. I'd be like, good, make money. But if, but if the past three years, I'm just doing these jokes and don't get me wrong. I love doing it. I'll never stop. They're hilarious. But I'm 50%. You got nothing. It's a coin. I, I can't help you in either direction. You know, because it's just I'm making money for Vegas, but they were great. I love doing them. I love them. I just love the fact that you're so fucking adorable and saying the fact that you've done the same jokes for three years when it's 20. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I got more Holocaust, buddy. buddy. <laughs> How the I will, say one, be I will say one thing. I will say one thing about comics. You know, we work with tons and tons of people. We really do all the time. And I have like my core group that I work with. Everybody does. Everybody has their core group. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of the gigs, but the gigs that I do remember are with Gino. <laughs> yeah. They're memorable. They're memorable because again, you have, you, you're, you're friends with somebody and you want to have a good time. And then I'll tell you the one I remember too vividly with you. 
uh, Valley Forge when you're taking the rocks glass and you're chucking it into the crowd and saying, Daddy needs another. And the glass shatters everywhere. And I see the producer of the show losing his fucking mind that night. <laughs> Last time you so, worked for him, too. And so uh, oh, yeah. And the other one was working for the guy, who, uh, the glorified pizza bar, the, the pizza parlor owner who decided Jack to Rally. buy. To, to, to buy a fucking 500 seat theater in Staten Island oh, and, yeah. me, and me and Gino get to work together. And there was four tickets sold oh, four tickets four. sold. And two people went to walk in the front and they go, Oh no, no, no. That's the golden circle. You have to pay extra for that. So we had two people in the front and two in the balcony. Sean, do you remember though? Like, like the other gig, it was some weird fucking dive restaurant upstairs and uh and like they give me a glass and i do a shot and i drop it it doesn't break and the guy goes and and the the, uh, the guy soldier goes hey don't break that glass i'm like you know i've worked at a restaurant my whole life how many and i'm like showing this too how much do these cost and you're like i think they're a buck each and i said and i slam it on the ground right and go get daddy another drink i was fucking dying the only other gig that i remember i did with you that was fucking and i talked about this last night actually was it was on 9 11 but it wasn't the actual day right and we were in somewhere down like marlton that fucking shitty asshole area right? right and uh this guy comes up and he's like this is a horrible day in our history uh you know we lost three thousand lives my wife was in tower the north tower and my daughter never grew up to see her mother and blah 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 are you guys ready for a great night of comedy <laughs> yeah oh fucking dopes oh, i love it though you know we we got to thank you so much for coming on the show man we yes, really buddy. do appreciate i'll be in on. your studio next friday co-hosting with you Oh, not, not Friday. Why? We don't do it on Friday, but we'll get we'll get you, you both. And, and yeah, I'm glad I did it. Like I was dragging. I even texted him like I'd be fucking you if I canceled right now. You said you would, and the second you said, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm good to go. But I was just I was dying. But you know, and then you wake up because you're hanging out with your idiot friends. This was great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we had fun. Well, listen, our, our pleasure. We wish you the best. Is there any place or anything you know we could uh, promote for you? Any? Yeah, I know hot water on compound, but uh, any 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 gigs? Anything you know you got coming up? Just go to GinoBisconti.com. Follow me at Twitter on Twitter at GinoBisconti. That's that's all it is. But yeah, subscribe. Look, you need to subscribe to Compound Media people do like because there is nothing there is nothing funny about jimmy kimmel jimmy fallon uh it's 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 not even there's nothing funny there's nothing more upsetting than these guys now than just like if, if, you, if you didn't get them out. yeah to, to have fucking jimmy kimmel who did the man show sit there and say well what's wrong with uh why don't people like kamala harris other than misogyny and racism same thing remember when we wanted to be on these shows or even host them why would you want to host show for people that you think are fucking racist and misogynist why would you want to be a president of a country of people that you think are racist why would you want to fucking do a show where you have to dance with vaccine needles and what people don't get is like how embarrassing was that by the way how embarrassing is it that he was that he did it twice i don't oh, even God. get that Again, why does he do that? Because they're the ones that are sponsoring this show. It's, a, it's an ad on the show, and they yeah. try to incorporate it in as entertainment. That's why you have to spend seven bucks a month. Use, coupon, use the compound code MONTH12. Uh, it's, the link is on my page. And you can fucking get fucking see Anthony Cumia. You can see me. You can see, Pat, you, you can see actual fucking shows that fucking... Make you fucking laugh out loud. You won't, and see, that's you won't, see, you won't see Sarah J on there though. You, <laughs> <laughs> I love when they're like, but she's a content creator. Content creator. I remember when they were just called whores. I do. I do remember <laughs> that. Fucking dopes. And, and I even went on the other next day. And I'm not telling you what we're talking about if you don't know. Fucking, you have to watch Compound Media. But I went on the, the next day and said, I'm not mad at Sarah J. I'm mad at her fans that enable her to think she has an opinion that anyone gives a fuck about, let alone is legitimate. And then she's like, well, I'm going to walk off. Well, you broke everyone's heart. You dizzy, you dizzy gash. <laughs> I love him. Oh, and by the way, we have a clip of her in a porn saying, give me that nigger dick. So oh, really. Yes, I, yes, I saw that. Yeah. One of my favorite people at Chrissy Ma. And uh, yeah, she, she posted that it was amazing. Oh, I mean, be between. I think the content you see on Compound Media and Apollo, 
I mean, I'll watch that every day of the week over anything that the networks put out. Yeah. All right, man. We again, we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. It was a great hang. I can't wait to see you again in person. And yeah, uh, let's get some drinks before you fucking get hit by another bus. God forbid. <laughs> oh, please. He just wanted a fucking new Mercedes. That prick. He jumped on that fucking Cadillac. <laughs> yeah. I love Mercedes, the Mercedes I have now is getting a little old. I got to get a new one. <laughs> is that code for something? Yeah. And by the way, I am. No, I got hit by a car. I know. Yeah. No, I got. Yeah. I, I, and I'm not getting a, I'm not getting an electric car. I like combustible engines. So. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm out of here. You are the schmoopest. Take Later, care, buddy. guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.